Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bubby Brister and Friends Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Bubby is... I don't know where he is this week. We lost track of him. He's hes He's gone AWOL. So, Bubby, if you're out there, contact us. Everybody's worried. Uh... <laughs> We hope to hear from you soon. Uh, Nick, we're in the home stretch here. There's only three regular season weeks left and six total weeks left in our fantasy season. Jeez. How do you feel about your playoff chances? Slim. Very slim. But we're fighting. We're, we're fighting out here at 4-5. and five. Um, My team isn't the highest scoring 4-5 and five team, which sucks. So I'm outside looking in right now. But um, there's a chance. We'll see. We'll see what these next couple weeks look like. Yeah, you made some big strides this week. You won two in a row, so now you're four and five. Two other teams, New Day and Boy Scout Trombones, they've each lost two in a row. I believe I counted there's seven teams within one game of each other at five and five and four and six or four and five in there. So everyone's still alive. I'm still alive with a 1% playoff chance. Um, yeah. The Renegades, they started 5-0. and They have now lost five straight. My goal is to catch Renegades. If I win two and they lose two, we'll each finish 5-7, and seven, and that'll be huge. If, if I can get to 5-7 and seven after the dog shit start I've had to the season. My season was over the minute I walked out of the Dirty Buffalo after the draft. <laughs> <laughs> but Smash Hawk is 9 and 0. Like we could make a 30 for 30 about the Smash Hawk season. No one's that's rare air. No one has ever been 9 and 0 in the 15 years of our league. It is true. It is true, you know. I I just think uh the over under of him completing a perfect season um I would probably I'm going to go like 60%. There's still a chance that his team could let, have an F game. Everybody has an F game, so he can probably have an F game if somebody has the hot game at the same time. But it depends what his schedule looks like. I have no, I have, a, I have no idea what his schedule looks like. Right. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what's up. Uh, we got a bunch of topics to cover this week, so let's let's get into it. You ready? Let's do it. All right. So, topic number one: the New York Football Giants have been outscored seventy-nine to twenty-three in the last two weeks. Both games have been started by Tommy DeVito. Who's a better quarterback, Tommy DeVito or Danny DeVito? Uh, I think I've already seen Tommy DeVito, so he might as well give me Danny now. Uh, <laughs> go and give me Danny DeVito on each center. I know, I know he's on the older side, but uh, you know, he he's uh, Danny DeVito has turned some bad films into magic, so why not? Uh, Tommy DeVito did throw for two touchdowns this past week, though. Yeah, it's more an indictment on the Cowboys' defense and <laughs> how good Tommy DeVito. Can you believe Danny DeVito is seventy-eight years old? Seventy-eight? Golly, I never knew that. Really? Yeah, I was surprised when I just googled it. Um, yeah, seventy-eight. He's been famous our entire lives, though. Yeah. Well, if I had a name, if you had to name your favorite Danny DeVito film, what would it be? Uh, that's a good question. I don't even know. You don't know. I saw Twins a few years ago, and I was really excited to press play when it when it came through on Netflix, and that shit did not hold up. That was a massive disappointment. It's an '80s film, okay? So you have to take all '80s film with a grain of salt, man. There's a lot of like weird, zany shit. You know what I mean? I love the. I love the. Um, the saying in that movie where he's like, uh, so Julian, you're saying that you got the looks and the muscles and the height and I got all the shit. <laughs> I got the shit that's left over. And like, they were both able to get meet like two friends. How lucky is that? They were like, Oh, I'll date y'all. It'd be great. Like eighties, a lot of eighties Arnold Schwarzenegger action. Yeah. I was massively disappointed on that. Do you, did you ever hear they were rumored to be working on a script with Eddie Murphy and it was going to be a sequel called Triplets. Oh, hell no. I have not heard that. That's real. That is terrible. Yeah. That, that is terrible. There. That uh, is terrible. My favorite Danny DeVito film has to be Batman Returns. He played the Penguin. He played the Penguin really well. So who's a better villain? Jack Nicholson as the Joker or Danny DeVito as the Penguin? 
that's not fair because they're both they're different. Like Jack Nicholson's like demented but smooth. You know what I mean? The Prince soundtrack playing throughout the whole film. He's like just bouncing around and all that. Where Dan DeVito, if you watch Batman Returns now and you hear some of the stuff that he says, it's like cringy because it's like, ooh, you shouldn't be talking like that. This movie's rated PG thirteen, and my man's saying like some like very sexual oriented stuff, like grope woman's breast. He's like. When he says the Catwoman is like inappropriate, like for real, you're like, ooh, that's not ooh. We want to hear that in a Marvel is that DC film now. Yes, it is. And she did most of her stunts. Ooh. Do you remember seeing that? Do, do you remember Sean Young, the female Sean Young? Yes. In like Ace Ventura. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember she? She put on video like she wanted that Catwoman role, and she had like a couple bizarre appearances on talk shows where she was like barnstorming talk shows as the Catwoman. Do you remember this? Yeah, it was, she, it was she, basically yes. a mental breakdown. Yes, she went crazy after that. Because before that, she was a darling. I remember she was in some kind of film with like dinosaurs or something. Remember that? Um, she was also in Blade Runner. You know? She was in Ace Ventura. Here we are mm-hmm. pulling up her wiki here. Um, but, uh, you know, she, but Sean Young, she's she was an attractive woman. But yeah, the Batman Returns role broke her. I remember that because she's like, I'm, I should be Catwoman. I should be doing it. Michelle Pfeiffer, the scene in Batman Returns where the, she's using a bullwhip and knocking the heads off with the bullwhip, she did that herself. She learned how to use a whip to do that. So I'm like, come on, man. Like, chill out, Sean Young. And I think Sean Young's probably a little bit older than her at the time. So it was kind of weird. So it, it was, you know what I mean? It's. I feel I feel bad because I, I I respect her films back in the day, but Lord of mercy, woman. Danny DeVito and Michael Keaton were in Batman Returns together. Then they had a reunion, like, I don't even know how many years later, close to 30 years later in Dumbo. Did you see Dumbo? Hell no. <laughs> I did not. It was bad. I did not. I did, I did not. The trailer looked great. Like the, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "I'm going to see that. It looks awesome," and it sucked. It was a, it sucked. Like I think Tim Burton has lost his fastball. Mm. I, yeah, it, I think anything that's remakes is really tough. It's just it's it's a tough to deal with now, because I I don't like a lot of remakes unless it's like tastefully done. Um, they're just trying to like just. They can't come up with any original ideas. So, oh, no. Well, they come up with original ideas. No one watches the original ideas, but people like me and you. But the problem is that you have the like the same old regurgitated stuff, and we don't watch it. And when we do watch it, we're like, ugh, why do we do this? You were in on Sunny in Philadelphia early, if I remember correctly. Yes, I was on the ground floor. I was on like ground pre floor. Pre Devito, the first season. Yes, the first season. Yeah. The first episode was great. Where like they have the the racist bar. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> they're like the yeah. like they're, the black dude was there and he's like oh and he's like it was a gay bar and he's like oh I thought we just had a lot of blacks over here like no we have gay people at this bar. Um, Dane DeVito being on the show is a really interesting story on that because apparently um, FX liked the show, um, and uh, but they said you needed more star power and Dane DeVito's yeah. daughter. She's the one that's reached out and like got her dad to do the show bits and pieces. And even I like I like Dana Vito has the other show with his daughter, um, where she's like he's the devil and she's like daughter of the devil, whatever, and that's on FXX. Is that a cartoon? Yes. I might check it's, that out. It's a yeah, very adult told... it's a very adult cartoon. Yeah, the um the the network liked Sunny in Philadelphia, but it it wasn't performing very well and like you said they wanted more stop star power and they got DeVito to show interest in the show and they the network pitched it to the Sunny creators and they're like, ah, eh, we don't want to add anybody and they were like, Well, you don't have a show then and they were like, Okay, yeah, we'll talk to Danny and thank God they did. Danny DeVito's been on hundred and fifty five episodes of Sunny in Philadelphia now and I'd venture almost all of them are pretty great magic dude like when they went to it's just it's funny because you know we know what dana vito looks like all right and it he's old man who looks like that and he don't care 
my man be naked on TV all the time, and it'd be rough. It'd be like, it'd be like ugh. <laughs> but it's like, it fits so, it's just perfect with how the show goes. And like Dennis and Mac and all of them are just like, they're, they're, the chemistry's so good because they're all kind of like scumbags or trying to do good. And it's just, it's good. It's a good show. If you, you don't watch it, guys, I recommend you watch it. That scene where he came out of the couch. Oh, yes. Came out of yeah. the couch all sweaty. All God sweaty. Lord. <laughs> Lord. Lord. There's a lot I of guest fucking... stars on the show, too. So that's what makes it good, too. Ooh, a great one is the Roddy Piper episode where they get into wrestling. Yeah, that's good. That's a good episode. The episode where they um, go to, like, the funeral. Not the funeral, but the wedding of, like, the girl with the dead tooth, whatever. But she has a dead tooth no more. And, like, uh one of the like he's like a famous director he plays like her dad you're like whoa this guy's this here just doing it you know what i mean so yeah fx i love fx program fx programming original programming i i love it i watch fxx a lot it's from futurama the american dad family guy i'm always on that channel if i'm just bored I just turn to it and go from there I love Taxi. It's one of my all-time favorite shows. Uh, Louis De Palma. Holy uh, crap. Played by DeVito. Yeah, you're right. He's, he's so taxi. great sitting in that. Yeah, he's so great sitting in that cage. I love Taxi. I used to watch it on Nick at Night all the time, and it was like a perfect fall asleep show. And uh, one night a couple years ago, Taxi appeared on Hulu, and I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen Taxi in forever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch some Taxi as I fall asleep. And the opening credits came on where it's just that, that song of the cab driving over one of the bridges in New York. I started crying. Like tears <laughs> started. Thank God my wife didn't wake up. I was like, if she sees me, I'm going to have to explain to her the taxi opening credits made me just like ball. I was going to say, Danny DeVito's production company, Jersey Television. They also did Pulp Fiction and um, Reno 911. Speaking of Pulp Fiction, me and oh, wow. Bubby Brister, played by Mark Jones, we started a Bruce Willis podcast called What? You Talk About Willis? Uh, mm-hmm. So check check out for that in on your favorite podcast app. But yeah, Danny DeVito's behind Reno 911, another great show. He's made a shitload of money in television. You know, was he like the movie Get Shorty, uh, Jewel of the Nile? You remember that movie? Love that movie. Uh, freaking uh, Romance in a Stone. Love that movie. He was the bad guy, but like it was good. Like I look, I man, you couldn't go wrong with those movies back then. I used to watch those movies on VHS all the time. Um, yeah, Throw Mama was, from was, the Train with Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah, that was something else. There. I'm not a big Billy Crystal guy. Are you? Billy Crystal. No, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I don't like his humor either. Like his humor is like yeah. pre Seinfeld. It's just like, hi, look at me. This is kind of crazy. Is it life Very wild? Very punchable face. <laughs> is it life wild? Like, dude, I don't care. Um, he's and, yeah, he's been he he keeps getting money too. He's he he's all about that money though. He has he he does have a movie uh, called The Wise Guys with Joe Piscopo. And he was in Look Who's Talking Now. He was one of the dogs. <laughs> you keep getting them Speaking checks, Danny. Of, um... You get them checks. His his net worth is $80 million. Yeah, and then you add in Rhea Perlman's Cheers money, and they're, they, they did all right for themselves. They did all right. Well, shit, we wasted all our topic time on Danny DeVito. You ready to get into these box scores? Yeah, let's jump into box scores. Let's do it. All right. First up is me again, as always, because I'm reading for my own app. I'm on a bye week this week. Much needed. I need a break. But my <laughs> heart hurts this season. Uh, yeah. So I'm three and seven. I, I won. I beat Sweetness thirty four. He falls to two and seven. We each have a one percent playoff chance, so we're still alive. I win this game one thirty six to one twenty six. Um, I played the Raiders head coach, so that's basically why I won. That's impressive. The Raiders head coach. You you banked on the Raiders. You you banked on uh the intern, the interim, pulling through. Yeah, if Zach Wilson completes that hail mary to Garrett Wilson at the end of Sunday Night Football, I you know I, I lose here. But that's yeah, I, won. Of, I I was eh, a whole lot, a lot of, what lot of if. You know, yeah, man. What if? Especially with the hail marys, man. Come on. 
Hey, they happened. And uh, I was actually losing this game going into Monday Night Football. I was losing 126 to 120. And I had James Cook going. And eh, I don't really trust James Cook fully. But James Cook got me 15. He had over 100 yards against the shitty Denver run defense. Um, I got James Conner back. I've been carrying him for four weeks since Boy Scout trombones dropped him up after Connor's knee injury. 16 carries, 73 yards, 13 points. I got a bell cow. Like, if I can sneak in the playoffs, look out, because James Connor's here to terminate with, you. Uh, you know, with, uh, yeah, the walking dead is here, and uh, he <laughs> uh, he has his quarterback back. So it'd be interesting to see how um, Arizona plays it out. They're guess they're playing themselves out of getting a good quarterback now. So it, they're... Arizona's going to be a purgatory because the team's not good enough to really do any, make any noise for real NFL, but they're going to win enough games to not get anything good either. So, Devontae Adams made his fresh meat debut after I traded for him last week. Six catches for 86 yards, 14 points. He had 13 targets. Big reason why I was okay with getting him back in a trade, even though, uh, you know, he'd been pretty down the previous few weeks. And with Connor. I really don't have the, too much with, for me. So to sweet to 34, he's still rocking that Purdy to Kittle connection. 52 combined points here. Purdy, three touchdowns. Kittle averaged almost 40 yards per catch. He, he went three for 116 and a touchdown. Hollywood Brown, though, this is a big reason why he lost. Kyler Murray couldn't, couldn't hook up Hollywood Brown. Uh, that's a total dud. Three points, one catch, 28 yards. And then Bijan Robinson, 25 points. He's finally what everyone thought he'd be. This is his first game with 20 or more carries. So first we'll see and foremost, he is, first of all, he isn't what we think he is yet. After one game, you're not him, okay? You're just a guy. A lot of people have a Well, it happened. Game. It finally happened. You know what I mean? It, it took right. a long time. But we'll see how it plays out for everybody else. Tyler Al- Tyler puncher, um fantasy owners are punching air right now. Because now it's it, the passing of the guard might be happening, and it's because the yeah. the head coach is on the hot seat. The head coach will probably gonna get fired, so he's like, "Damn, I need to play this guy now." Aaron Jones only twelve points, but that's actually acceptable from him at this at this point of the season with the with the way his year's gone. And then Jordan Addison, ten points, four catches, sixty nine yards. That's fine, but is he about to turn back into a pumpkin with Justin Jefferson returning? Probably. Probably I, I would I'd want to monitor how many times Dobbs Dobbs throws the ball and what targets look like. Keaton Mitchell, the guy I got from Baltimore, running back on my number one waiver claim last week, he had four touches and sixty six yards and a touchdown. So if Baltimore give him the ball, he might be something. Oh, and T Maybe. Higgins, fuck you, fuck you, T Higgins. You, you get my hopes up. You get my hopes up. You had a nice game last week. Immediately injured. Thanks. It happened. He's build. He's dealing with the rib injury all year, dog. He he knew he'd damage him ribs. We talked about this. Which side of the ribs, right or left? Maybe the left. I don't know. Because I'm gonna punch him in the right side of his ribs. <laughs> but can we talk about you and the Monday Night Miracle here? Because yeah, you may have picked the Las Vegas, but you didn't have the wit in hand. Your man, uh, Jay Cook for Buffalo pulled through. You know, I mean, 100, 100 yards, he pulled through, though. Um, he fumbled the ball one time, but he pulled through. So, you know, give a hand to the Monday, the Monday Night Miracles, man. You know, we uh, we appreciate those. That's the stuff where I, I hate you hate being on the opposite, you hate being on the opposite side of it. But, man, nothing better than waking up the next morning and you're like, I got to win. Yes. You know, it's like Christmas. And I do got to give a game ball to Kenneth Walker. He's my best player of the game. He had 63 yards against the Commanders, uh, scored a scored a touchdown through the air. So let's move on to the next game. Um, stealing the wins, 160. He improves to three and six versus the reeling Renegades of Funk. Five and five, lost five in a row. 160 to 127. Uh, McCaffrey. And Amon Ross St. Brown and Najee Harris, his three best players, the guys he came out of the draft saying, if I'm going to do anything, it's going to be with these three guys. They all showed up to play. 25 for McCaffrey, 24 for Najee Harris, 29 for the Sun God, eight catches, 156, and a touchdown for Amon Ross in that crazy Chargers game for the Lions. Uh, Baker Mayfield at 25, so he's another steady week. 
Costing. Zay Flowers. Steady. Yeah, Zay Flowers, another double-digit week. He's not who I'd pick, but he he's in the discussion for Fantasy Rookie of the Year. Who would you pick for Fantasy Rookie of the Year through 10 Fa- weeks? Fantasy Rookie of the Year? It's 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 got to be C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's, I agree. it's just, yo, he two picks so far. That's pretty good. Especially pretty good. when you factor in draft status. Nobody drafted C.J. Froud. Right. Everybody who got C.J. Stroud got him for free. It's not like Bijan, you know, who cost you a top 10 pick. Right. You know, and he's he's been now he's like he's on fire. He has lots of confidence. We'll get we'll talk about him a little later. Um, mm-hmm. Derek Carr, though. It's it's time yeah. to retire this car. So he made a spot start for dead money last week. He got another spot start this week for Renegades, and he totally shit the bed. 110 yards, seven points, and a shoulder injury. He's been on four teams this season. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know that. You know, and, and Jameis Winston, watch out, guys. Fancy waiver now. He If he starts, he's got to pick up. He threw two picks. He threw two two touchdowns, but he did throw a pick. So who's this? We, we, that's who Jameis we know and love. What else you got for the Renegades? Uh, with Renegades, though, um, hey, look, keep your head up. I know you lost five, but you got Hurts coming. Um, Dallas Galbert, he might not be back, so I might be a problem. Um, the Gabe Davis experiment. Uh, we talk about this every time, you know, and it's like two for 56. He had more receiving yards than digs, but it's like, golly, just two? So it, I don't I don't really understand. Um, McBride's a solid pickup. Yeah. yeah, I have McBride. I have McBride he's, in another league, so he's solid. Kyler's new favorite target. Yeah, you know, he's catching the ball. He's he's he seems like a, a. He reminds me of Kittle's, but just with the Mark Andrews body. <laughs> Mark Andrews just big maybe dude. more athletic. Maybe. Pittman and Metcalf, 16 points each. Good games, but no touchdowns. And uh, David Montgomery's back, 21 points, 116. He didn't have a lot of carries, though. He he had very few carries, though. That one long run saved everything. But Renegades was just gasping for any kind of running back help, and he got it here. And Kareem Hunt with a solid 13. But, yeah, that, that Derek Carr thing. And Gabe Davis is, I think that's where he lost. Yeah, that would be it right there. Because he has Niners head coach. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So, on to the third game on the slate Mile High Salute versus Dead Money. Mile High Salute loses. They fall to four and five. Dead Money wins. They improve to five and five. 133 to 100. Let's see what we got here. Lamar Jackson. This is his third week in a row with 17 points. So that trade, T. Higgins for Lamar Jackson, that that really benefited nobody. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's bad. I don't understand uh, Lamar because he's gonna pay a lot of money, and especially for the way the Ravens lost that game in real life. We're not talking fancy. We're talking real life now. The way they lost that game is unacceptable. Because um, Watson. Like became perfect and was like ten for ten or something in the second half, and led them to come back. Where Lamar was choking it up, it's it's not good. So it's definitely Lamar's got to wake up. Especially if Ravens really want to make a noise, make some noise this Thursday. You got the Ravens against the Bengals, so they really got to do something. Big game, yeah. Brian Robinson breakout game. He only had eight carries. Uh, I don't. The Commanders abandoned the run for some reason, but he caught six balls for one nineteen and touchdown twenty eight points. So he outscored Barkley, who Mile High Salute had acquired for in the trade. Um, Jahan Dotson, he was looking all good the previous two weeks with a combined 40 points, two touchdowns. In this game, he zero catches, two targets. So he was looking good, but in the end, he gave Mile High Salute herpes. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's a nice way of calling it. Uh, that hurts. Zero is always tough money. But um, Kincaid, 551, a tutty. Again. I like it. You know, Christian Watson, though, man. All right. So it's tough because right now it's part of the season where we have to bury people. Christian Watson, uh, come on, man. Two for 23. You're supposed to be the number one, man. 
you know, and it's like Maha is looking for some kind of hope. He's like somebody in Green Bay's got to do well because he got the he got the quarterback. He's like I got Christian Watson and I got Dobbs. I got number one, number two. Somebody's got to do well. And when both of them, you're talking about all both receivers combine for 16 points, unacceptable. Um, dead money. Geno Smith. I'm sorry, buddy. I shit on you last week when I said you were in Dobbsville. Then I watched you lead a fourth quarter winning drive with 52 seconds left, just slicing and dicing up the commanders. <clears throat> I don't know. Geno's in a tough spot because he says to play San Fran twice this year. He says to play San Fran. In the next four weeks, he says to play San Fran twice in Dallas. <laughs> That's Geno. You hear that, Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> you better get Deshaun Watson up and ready to go. <laughs> We're dust them off because you got those two games. Then after San Fran, a second time you got Philly, Tennessee, and then Pitt. Then the season and week seventeen. So Ooh, if you make Super Bowl, like yeah, yeah, he's had quarterback controversy all season since he came out of draft with Daniel Jones and Anthony Richardson. Facts, um, but yeah. Nearly all double digits for dead money here. The only culprit here was Derrick Henry. This was his second dud of the season. Um, last was week three. Basically the same numbers, 11 for 24 yards, so seven points. And um, Amari Cooper keeps making me eat shit. Uh, I told you about Amari Cooper, okay? I told you about him, okay? He's a steady guy. He ain't flashy, but he's steady. Um Tony Pollard, though, want to bring up that like, this is this third week in a row now where he's been tackled he's on bad. the one. He's been tackled on the one. It, it, it. So there's there's more points that can be very viable for him, but he keeps getting tackled on the one. He is like, dude, you're lying in the ass. Get across the line. He's he's boring as fuck now, too. Like He only has 14 receiving yards the last three weeks. He was a breakout guy last year. He was so exciting. And this year, it's just 12 carries for 50 yards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But let's I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a props though right here, Freeman though. Dalton Schultz. You know, one time, you know, my co host had him. He dumped him too early and now this man's the man right now. I got Laporta. I got Laporta. Uh know? the the D yeah. for in DJ Moore stands for dud, I think, because he ain't Ooh. doing nothing other than that Thursday night game against the commanders. Yeah, that's it. It's a little flash of pass. It's just he's he's very pedestrian. And he has Chicago defense this week. He had it against Carolina, so he'll be dropping them and moving on, finding whoever plays Carolina next. Because, yeah, Carolina's not been looking good. So, yeah, I mean, that's the box score there. I mean, it's it's tough money. Then we move on to Smash Hawk versus Pit Sweat. Smash Hawk, 9-0. Unbelievable. I was impressed when he was 6-0. And he's just continued to build on that. He's up to 160 high fives. Another high scoring week. 197 points this week. Pit Sweat scored 113. They fall to six and three. Pit Sweat had been emerging as a threat to Smash Hawk, and Smash Hawk just pimp slapped him this week and was like, "Get out of here." It's just uh, interesting because he played Pit Sweat at the exact moment he played pissway at the perfect moment because if you look at pissway's yeah. bench it's all people on a buy and it's all the heavy hitters so it's like it's just kind of how the schedule works like if you're a team the team faces and all of a sudden this player's out but like they'll be back next week like well you lucked out you get you don't get to play star quarterback you play the third stringer off the couch so you know he he played his game against smash hawk um the game NFL game I could use this comparison would be last year when the Commanders um, went against the Dallas Cowboys at the end of the season, and Dallas was like, "We're playing for the playoff game. We don't care." And you know, and then all of a sudden, the, the, the Commanders just beat the Cowboys going into the playoffs. It's like, we can't. We're not going to start our people. We're not going to play full like that. I think Dallas did anyway. So it might be a bad analogy, but you know, you just if, you, if I'm looking at Piss West bench and you got Brown, Patrick Mahomes. Pacheco, Swift, and Kansas City defense. That's a hundred points. <laughs> That's well over a hundred points on that bench. Just like in fantasy points, like future tense. So I mean, this could have been a much closer game. We, we will see this rematch in the playoffs. Possibly, definitely. Uh, you you 
We talk about fantasy special teams all the time, and he got a negative two from the no head coach, the Chargers defense, and the indie kicker, Matt Gay. Matt Gay missed a field goal. The Chargers defense went negative seven. That was pretty bold playing the Chargers defense against the Very Lions. Very bold. Very bold. Uh, Jerry Judy sucks. Kyle Pitts sucks. Um, but other than that, like he got pretty good production. Russell Wilson made a spot start. He got 27. That's pretty much what Mahomes has been doing all year. Russell Wilson Kamara, is – come on. He's He's been very, very – the last three games, he's been very good fantasy-wise. He has nine touchdowns, no picks. Wow. Yeah, Kamara, 20 points. Um, he even got 11 points out of Tajay Spears, who I basically gave to him um, in a trade a couple weeks ago. Chris Olave, best game of the season, 6 for 94 and a touchdown, 21 points. And, then and that, was all when James, that was all when Jameis Winston was in the game. Okay. Yeah, Noah Brown, 7 catches, 172 yards, 24 points. Second week in a row – Big game for Noah Brown. He's had over 300 receiving yards the last two weeks. He had a nice little run with the Cowboys last season, too. Noah Brown is making his case to be the second or first on that team. Because between him, uh, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins, you're kind of like, it's a three-headed monster, but somebody's got to be number one. And Noah Brown had a strong game against the, um, um, what's it, dang, a strong game against uh, Tampa the other week. So, and now another one against... Don't forget Schultz, too. And Schultz as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't... We don't really... When we talk about wide receivers, there's always like one, two, three. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? It's like... But it's number one options. And then Smash Hawk, you know, he sent me a trade today that I kind of had to like... I had to do a, a spit take with it. I'm like, is that real? And I was like, wait, well, what am I... Was he trying to trade me? And I, had to, I declined it. Because he, he offered me uh, Rashad White... Justin Jefferson and um, I think Breeze Hall or something like that. It was like a three-person trade for... That's a strong package. For Hill and uh, uh, Jordan, uh, Jonathan Taylor. You know, and I was like, that's my pick one in like three. I don't know, man. I was like, ooh. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, I was, and I looked at how he's using it. It's always interesting when you see people trade and you always like, I want, I like looking to see how people use their players that are trying to trade me. Right. And I'm like, he obviously doesn't even care about this guy. This guy's on Rashad IR. Rashad White. Yeah, Rashad White's on his bench. He can't even get starting. He don't trust him to start. So let alone, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I don't want this. I'm like, I- I'm good. I'm good. Plus you have a lot invested in Jonathan Taylor. You like nursed him back to health. You were breastfeeding him. I was there. Him, yeah, I was there. Know. There every day, every morning. Uh, Rashad White, he's the ninth best fantasy running back, and to be able to have him on his bench shows why he's nine and zero. Like we're all dying for running backs. He is the ninth best scoring back on his bench. Josh Jacobs, uh, he obviously likes playing for Antonio Pierce. He's had over 50, he's had fifty three carries the last two weeks since McDaniel's has been fired. Uh, Brees Hall, thirteen points. Cortland Sutton. So, Maya High Salute dropped Cortland Sutton, and we all just let the nine and zero team get Cortland Sutton on a waiver claim. He he uh bought low. He bought low when Cortland Sutton was really bad, you know, and Cortland Sutton he's been coming on cuz you understand throughout the season he's been kind of just a he's never been top tier, but he's always been kind of mid. Yeah. He had a lot he has a lot of 11 point I'm not games. not a fan. A 2 point game, a 10 point game, you know, the most targets he's ever had in the game was 11. And in that game, he has 19 points. He had eight catches on 11 targets, and you only had 19 points. Like, wait a minute. Like, last game against Buffalo, he had 17. He had 53 yards. He had 11 targets, eight catches. The volume is adding up. Like, Justin Jefferson has those numbers. It's 200 yards. It's 150. You know, Tyreek has that. It's 100 at least. He had 53 yards. So, it's like, it's a nice, he's, he's, he's maturating the ball down the field, but it's not enough for me to like pull the trigger. Jamar Chase, five for 124, 23 points. His dream season started the minute Chase fell to him at number six in the draft. Like, True. He, it's just been charmed season ever since. I don't know. Even like, so I had Justin Jefferson. Jefferson gets hurt. He offers me Debo Samuel for Jefferson, and I take it because, you know, I was in the gutter and he. <sighs> So, like, 
he didn't miss anything in that because Debo got hurt instantly the, the next week. Like, that's the kind of season he's having where he was like, I'm going to bite the bullet here and give away Debo Samuel for a month. And it it didn't affect him at all. Wow. I mean, that's that's something. That's something right there. Just I mean, charm he, season, yeah. He's having a good time with it, man. It, it I didn't I forgot that you trade him for Justin. You had Justin Jefferson. Golly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that's, he got that's Deontay nuts. Foreman. Like, he's just charmed season. TJ Hawkinson, 11 catches, 134 yards, and a touchdown, 30 points. I called this last week. I remember, I don't know if you remember, I said with Dobbs, I could see Hawkinson eating up because Dobbs is kind of a short passer who uses the middle of the field, and Hawkinson just be living down there. Do you understand that TJ Hawkinson this year, he has four games with more than 10 targets? Wow, yeah. Yeah, I mean, more than 10. You know, in the last four weeks, he has close to 50 targets. So it's like he has not scored less than 13 points in the last four weeks, and he has a 20, a 30, and a 25 this year. So for tight end, yeah, he's the he's the main he's the main game. We haven't even mentioned Dak yet. 404 yards, five total touchdowns as the Cowboys annihilated the Giants. Yeah, it's not even worth Fantasy talking about it. It's, it's against the Giants, man. The Giants are demoralized. They 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 didn't they didn't like it when their quarterback got paid. They didn't like it when their starting quarterback Danny Dimes was playing like trash. And now they have the trash man DeVito out there playing like hot garbage. I mean, <laughs> if you're a defensive player, are you going to try hard and get hurt or are you just going to play enough to get your paycheck and go home? So, I just did something real quick and then we'll move on to the next box score. Smashhawk has the 5th ranked quarterback the third ranked running back the ninth ranked running back the sixth ranked wide receiver and the number one tight end and that's without justin jefferson playing and justin fields who he's you know nursing back to health jesus so wow hats off smash hawk uh He'll clinch the number one seed if he wins with one more win this season. There's some more high fives right there. On to your game. Buck, what you think? 143, you improved to four and five. Boy Scout trombones, 132, they fall to four and five. Yeah, you survived a losing head coach. C.J. Stroud, 356 yards, two touchdowns. He did finally throw another interception, though. A bad one, too. And... Yeah, Tank Dell, 18 points. You know, uh, C.J. Stroud, like I said, fantasy rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud, he's like he's now tied with like Cam Newton and somebody else with like most 350-plus throwing games in his rookie season. So, I mean, tip the hat to him. Jonathan Taylor taking over the bell cow now. If you're a Zach Moss owner like I was in another league, you mu- it's time to drop him now. Because um, he's he's back to the pumpkin, guys. Um, Mike Evans, you know, six for one forty-three, a tutty uh, for twenty-six points. He uh, second highest player on my team this past week, and it should have been higher. He uh, dropped three passes, two of them wide open, and one of the wide open passes was a no one within three yards of him for a touchdown, and he go he touches both his hands, and he just drops it. Um. It it's frustrating, Mike. This is why Mike Evans isn't considered one of the best quarter um, receivers in the league. However, I've always said if you're a fan of uh, sports, entertainment, television, uh, first things first, they announced things they called um, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek's Hill, Hill, and he ranked the top wide receivers in the league, and he has like a uh, Mike Evans tier three. Um, <laughs> Tank Dell six for fifty six and a touchdown. You know, Tank is getting, you know, the, the connection. This is why I the boomer buff potential. I'm, I'm down. Um, Janu Smith, one catch for one yard. is When I saw it, I hurt me. It hurt me. It, <laughs> that hurt. One for one. I, I, I had faith in Taylor Henneke. He hurt me with that one. Taylor Henneke only He's 55 hurt. yards. He, he, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, that's terrible. Um, he, you might have to drop him. Calvin Ridley I don't think is, he's going to. 
Calvin Ridley this year is probably the mm. biggest fancy bust of the year. You know, and it's and that's a very after I say about Christian Watson and how we talk about Darren Waller, Calvin Ridley is healthy every game. He's healthy getting these stats with Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback, especially with how exciting his week one was. First game he played in like a year and a half. He had eight catches, eleven targets, hundred and one yards, and a touchdown for twenty four points. And it, it it just hasn't done shit since week one, basically. Yeah. It's unacceptable, you know, and then you're saying that Christian Kirk is getting catches. So, like, what's happening? I don't know what the scheme is, whether or not even uh, it's weird. Even Evan Ingram's getting it. But um, it comes down to my my defense came up big this past week, only allowing six points. Uh, my kicker gave me eight points. And then my Monday night special, Jay Williams. For Denver, man, coming through, coming through with the big time yards on Buffalo's vaulted defense with 28 points with receiving touchdown, 79 yards rushing. Can't beat yeah, that. he's been huge the last couple of weeks. Um, on to Boy Scout trombones, J- Joe Burrow, 347, two touchdowns, two picks, 29 points. Gus Bus, another touchdown. The yards are way down, though, for Gus Bus. 107 yards for Jerome Ford. That's nice. Which is impressive when you consider that Cleveland was playing from behind the whole game. Like, yep. They kept, they stick uh, to the plan. They kept stick to the plan. We're going to keep grinding the ball. And that's what they did. He went with Deontay Johnson over Thielen. Thielen didn't light it up, but, I mean, he's been very good all year. So it's tough to leave him on the bench. Yeah. Thielen's very consistent this year. He's Adam Thielen this year is. It's a it's it's a resurgence on a terrible team, but at the same sense that you can't. I, I wouldn't have sat him. I personally wouldn't have, because Adam Thielen, his worst game was That's the first hard. game of the season. You know, and every game after that, he's had at least six targets. Yeah, yeah, he's been money all year, uh, especially for what you paid for him. He probably drafted him in like the tenth round or later. Right. Um, Hopkins had a dud of a game. Dud. Debo Samuel made his Boy Scout trombones debut, uh, scored a rushing touchdown, 15 points. David Njaku, he played for me last week. He, he's filling in for Travis Kelsey this week, 11 points, which is solid. I drafted six him. Catches, I drafted that guy. Did you? Yeah, I drafted so him. So this is his third team? Let's see how many teams Njaku's been on. It's like, yeah, I drafted him. And he was doing nothing. He was doing nothing beginning of the season. And I like I let, him, I let him go. I was like, all right, I can't. But then yeah, after I dropped him, team. but after I dropped him, he started lighting it up. So I mean, what can you do? And then he had no Kelsey, no Puka, or Mostert all on buys this week. Um, so yeah, you got him on a good week. The way Smash Hawk got Pit Sweat on a good week. Like I said, sometimes it just happens that way. Sometimes it's just you luck yeah. out, and I happen to face him right then and there. Some people might be looking like, oh, I faced, I, he faced me. Without, you know, with Tyreek Hill not playing. So it's like, well. And on to the last game. We got New Day Co-op versus Chicken Salad Sandwich. (laughs) New Day loses. Chicken Salad Sandwich had 154. I thought thought they're called Nino Brown. It's Chicken Salad Sandwich. (laughs) He kept changing his team too much. We got... got Listeners who aren't in the league, and so for continuity purposes, he's chicken salad sandwich through the rest of the season. Yeah, new day four and five. They've lost two in a row. Chicken salad sandwich six and three. They've won two in a row. One fifty four to one twenty five. Uh, only four points for Trevor Lawrence. That's got to be one of the worst games by a quarterback this season, fantasy purposes. For a full start, you know, it's not like he got hurt. Uh, Tua was on the bye, so he had to play Lawrence against the San Francisco defense. Jalen Warren, 24 points. I saw the Pittsburgh backfield be called a poor man's Detroit Lions backfield. I like that. It's true. Jalen Warren is the Jamar Gibbs, and Najee is the Montgomery. I see Uh, that. So another good game for Warren here. Garrett Wilson, another good game, 9 for 93, 18 points. Uh, A lot of blame here goes to Mark Andrews and to Stephon Diggs. Um yeah, Diggs basically got his offensive coordinator fired. Six points on Monday Night Football. Just totally leaves a new day hanging. 
monster game for Brandon Cooks on the bench. Uh, no harm there. Like, I'm sure he didn't debate playing him very much, but 32 no. points, nine catches, 173 yards for a touchdown. Um, this is what made me think next year we should consider maybe dropping the RB2 for an extra flex spot. Just like New Day's lineup is a good like courtroom exhibit of why we should consider that, but we don't need to d- debate that on the air. Yeah, we'll we'll wrap about that later. It's a big change. Yeah, it's a big change, but it's something to think about. Uh, chicken salad sandwich. This is Josh Allen's worst game of the season since week one. Three turnovers, only 19 points. Greenberg called him this generation's Brett Favre, so apparently he's Jesus laundering money from the state of Mississippi. Don't do it. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, Miles Sanders, man, negative five yards rushing. Ugh. Yeah. Bro. Well, Keenan Allen, steal the draft candidate, number two ranked receiver, 11 catches, 175 yards, two touchdowns, 40 points. He drafted Who the freak is this Keenan Allen? Like, these numbers right here, he's never done this. Like, he's not that guy. He's usually, like, 11 catches, 115. You know what I mean? Like, it's 10-yard catches. Like, my man's breaking over 30-yard catches. Like, he's running down the field. His hammies are good this year. Because usually he struggles, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though there is a Q next to his name. So, but like, so you got to watch out probably later on. But my yeah. man is, he has almost 900 yards receiving right now. Like, he's just like a career yeah. high in his 30s. Yeah, he missed like all of last season, like the first 12 weeks of last season. He, he, yeah, you're right. He's usually like six for 60 in a touchdown if you're lucky, or yeah, eight for 80. But yeah, this is crazy. But, yeah, still the draft. He drafted him 41st. Tyler Boyd, uh, sneaky good play here with T. Higgins out. Eight for 117, 19 points. And then Devin Singletary. Sorry, Damian Pierce owners. The jig is up. Singletary, 35 points, 150 yards, a touchdown. He only had 38 touches the previous three games, and he had 30 in this one alone. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy because uh, if this if they really if Houston starts rolling, if they can start running the ball now too, Houston be a sneaky playoff team in real life getting in there. So um, it, it's re- quite impressive. Also, want to shout out Stevenson for the New England. They're a dumpster fire, but he's continuing trucking on doing what he do, um, doing what he do there. Uh, Commit five for forty five. I think a solid. For Chicago's tight end, I guess. Um, and this all while Cooper Cup's on bye week. Um, Justice Hill with seven yards rushing, zero points. And Odell Beckham with one catch for 40 yards and a tutty on the IR. Yeah. yeah on the bench spot there. Yeah, interesting bench for him. Dylan, Downs, and Beckham. Um, and then Dustin Hopkins is the number one ranked kicker. He made a big kick against the Ravens. So that's it for the box scores. Anything right. else you want to touch on before you nominate your fantasy Hall of Famer? Nothing else, man. It just, uh, you know, it, it, it it's fantasy year. Teams be very difficult, guys. So it's got to keep pushing through. Um, shout out, honorable mention, though, to the Tampa Bay Buck, um, Tampa Bay Punishers, though. Herbert, 40 points. Austin Eckler with 26 points. He has C.D. Lamb, 11 catches, 151 with two total touchdowns. Almost 40 points there. He had Baltimore's defense. He had Tyler Lockett, one of his, he's here, <laughs> he, he appeared games, with eight for 92 and a touchdown. So, you know, that's uh, interesting. But he has Zach Moss, like we said, so you could dump him because he's lost all, he's turning to a pumpkin now. So, and he actually ran the famous uh, two tight ends, Evan Ingram and Ferguson from Dallas um, situation there. So that's interesting as well. And ETN has probably his worst game. So, but he had all that on his bye week, which is good. It's it's good, you know. Yeah. At Tampa Bay um, Punishers, they he has the firepower on his team to actually be Smash Hawk. Yeah. If, if they do it, he has, he yeah, has the yeah. players that could boom or bust. I'd say the top four teams in the league are Smash Hawk, Punishers, Pit Sweat, and Chicken Salad Sandwich. You know, if you look at our like app, whatever it takes, tells you like who's trending up, who's trending down, like that, whatever. Like Fresh Meat's trending down. Sorry. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry to let you know. Um, my team is trending to ninth place. Whatever. Um, you know, Boy Scouts tr- trending back to six. Um, Smash Hawk is still trending at number one with um, Pit Sweat number two. Uh, you got Nino Brown or Chicken Salad Sandwich at three. They're Tampa Bay for Dead Money at five. So that's the top five. Yeah, it said on draft day I had the third best team, and now I am currently the 12th best team. I had the 12th best team, and now the ninth best team. Uh, yeah, sad days. Uh, so who who's getting bronze this week? So who's getting bronze this week? A man that used to wear the gold and red, guys. Running back, born, and back in 1983, Frank Franklin Gore Senior. Um, 5'9", from uh, Miami. He, he played ball at Miami at the U. Guys, um, he was part of that giant draft class early 2000. If you ain't seen the 30 for 30, whatever, for the U, I would recommend watching it. It's absolutely wild to watch. And you see all the talented football players that went out from that um, college around that time. Just people. Uh, but he played for the Niners for a good long time, 11 years. Played play for any for another two then the Dolphins, then the Buffalo, then the Jets. Um, and then he became an executive at the New York Jets, and he's actually right now a San Francisco 49er football advisor, which is huh. crazy. Um, he's, a second team, he's a second-team All-Pro 2006. He's a five-time Pro Bowler. He's part of the 2010 All-Decade team, which is, like, wild to think that because 2010s, there's some good running backs 2010s, so you'd be part of the All-Decade team. That's something else. Um, but, yeah. He's been around. He has over 16,000 yards rushing, 4.3 a carry, 81 total rushing touchdowns, and has 18 receiving touchdowns on top of that. So close to 100 touchdowns in his total career. He played for a very long time. He spent most of his early career injured, and then they came alive and came alive. He's Mr. Consistent. And he was on a bad – he was running back for bad Niner teams. When the Niners were bad, he was their running back, but he was Mr. Consistency. Yeah, they were really bad when he got there. So if, if he wouldn't have had that slow start to his career, he could have also been on the 2000s all-decade team in addition Christ. to the 2010s all-decade team. He that finished 15 yards shy of 20,000 total yards, and he finished one touchdown shy of 100 total touchdowns. Jesus, that's impressive. You know, in his second yeah. second uh, ga- his second season – he had his career high rushing of sixteen hundred yards rushing, which is crazy, right? Um, He's also two and zero as a boxer. Whoa, that's a uh, that's interesting. My man, boxing people. I, I think I think I've seen that before. He boxed some like trash. He he boxed some trash people. He did some like weird stuff with those people, but I mean, yeah, he lost. He, he's a, an athlete. An exhibition to. Darren Williams, the basketball player. Oh man, that was that's not even fair. Darren Williams like six four, six five, and he's like five nine. It, it's like Nate Robinson fighting against uh, one of the Paul brothers. He's like dramatically shorter oh than him. It's, it's not good. Dude, that that Paul dude almost killed Nate Robinson. That was a tough look. Yeah, uh, you can't go back from that. That's where you never heard from him again. That's it. He's like, I'm good. Yeah. All right, so I guess that's it. We'll see everybody next week. Uh, good luck out on the fantasy football fields. And, um, yeah. Take yeah, we appreciate it, guys. See y'all later.